Welcome to the Brownstein Hyatt Farber Shrek podcast series. With the recent Equifax breach, Esteban Morin joins Senator Mark Begich to discuss what companies can do when, not if, a breach occurs, including which federal agencies need to be contacted, the importance of communication following a breach, and the need for a breach response plan. Welcome back to Brownstein Podcast. We are excited to have Esteban Morin here. He's an associate, is an attorney in Brownstein Cybersecurity and Technology Transactions, Licensing, Advanced Media, and Privacy Practice Group. Esteban's prior experience involved privacy regulations at the state, federal, and international level. Before joining Brownstein, Esteban served as counselor to the chairman of the Privacy and Civil Liberties Oversight Board, an independent agency that reviews national security actions as they relate to civil liberties. But the bigger picture is it's all about cybersecurity. I mean, everyone thinks about it, right, from your phone to your home to everything. And so having you part of the Brownstein team and an area that continues to grow. You know, if you would have thought of cybersecurity 10, 15 years ago, it would have been probably just a minor blip in a lot of people's minds. But today it's a big deal. We have had uh, all kinds of situations that have occurred. And uh, maybe you might comment on the one that's the topic of the day, uh, and that's the Equifax situation. But but in a broader sense, what do we need to be thinking about and what can Congress do or not do? in this arena of cybersecurity and what we should be thinking about. So maybe start with that and let's go from there. Yeah, no, um, it's great to be here. And it's your first time in our, in our room here. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it, it is. And the cybersecurity and privacy team, I'm at the firm. It's um, me, Ian O'Neill and Tracy Lechner who are kind of forming the core of it. And it is exciting to be part of that because as you mentioned, these issues are everywhere these days. Right. And the reality is that, what people are recognizing is that every company is a data company. Every company has information, you know, whether it's um, physical media or digital media. Every company has data, and with data, there's always a possibility to both monetize it and the possibility that it will create liability. So, it doesn't matter if you're a small little one-person operation dry cleaner to a mega company, you know, multinational, international company. You've got data. Right. And, I mean, that's the important thing is, you know, there's no single way to – deal with these issues either at a high level. It really depends on what kind of information you have, what your size of operation is. And, you know, that's what's kind of exciting about our practice is that um, with every client, it's a unique set of issues. There is no one size fits all. It's always finding the best way to both maximize efficiency, minimize liability, and increase the ability to monetize, you know, the information that you do have. Mm -hmm. Do you have, let me ask you this on, you know, again, Equifax is a big, big issue right now, but when you have a client come to you, and um, they want to understand to the group, you, your, your group, and want to understand how does this all work? In other words, they, they know they have issues, they have security issues, cybersecurity, but they're not sure in the government who, who's, who should they be interacting with. Is the group, is, is, does the group sit down with an individual or a client like that and say, look, here's where you, here's your intersects with the federal government. Here's the things we need to be thinking about with you. Um, how, how does that process work? Client calls and says, you know, we're working on such and such product, but we also have some cybersecurity issues. What happens? Typically, we do a little bit of background investigation, talk through the client, make sure we're in touch with the appropriate people, because a lot of times the relevant issues are spread across multiple functions and multiple parts of the organization. Mm -hmm. So you have to have some baseline of information before you can really start to dig in and provide reasonable advice and 
um, information. But once we have that base out of information, we typically try to figure out what their greatest liability is. And one thing that's interesting about the United States is compared to Europe, compared to a lot of other parts of the world, um, privacy is a lot less regulated than it is. You know, Europe has a very comprehensive model of privacy legislation and regulation with the upcoming um, general data protection law, the GDPR. Canada has a more comprehensive law. A lot of the world has very comprehensive, very detailed laws about what you can do, what you can't do, and how this works. Mm -hmm. But in the United States, it's more segmented. It varies depending on what kind of information you have and what kind of entity you are. So once more, this kind of gets back to every client is unique. So um, when a client comes in, you have to first figure that out, right? So you know what level of government interaction they're going to have or not. Right. So, and, you know, the big players are obviously the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC. Mm -hmm. um, the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, has also been involved in some aspects of telecommunications privacy, but seems to be withdrawn from that role a little bit now. Mm -hmm. But you also, you know, if you are dealing with healthcare, um, you have health and human services. It really is. It touches um, everything. Exactly. Um, and there's only a handful of federal laws, you know, I mean, there's more than a dozen, but they really are fairly limited. The touch on privacy. So it really depends on once more, what kind of information you have and what kind of what segment you're in. And once you figure that out, you, you know, since we are aware of kind of the whole landscape, we can then narrow it down. Mm -hmm. One other complex issue is state law. And that's where, you know, um, states have more and more as they recognize that the federal government is kind of approaching privacy issues from kind of a in kind of a scattershot manner, we're only dealing with very discrete issues, states have begun implementing more comprehensive laws. On a broad scale for privacy. Um, cybersecurity is probably the biggest area you've seen movement there. Mm -hmm. um, when you are dealing with a breach, whether it be Equifax or even, you know, a 10-man operation, if there is a data breach that involves personal information, there are very specific breach laws. And I believe 48 states um, and Puerto Rico and Guam and a lot of others require you know, timelines, notification to... So delivery of information. You get a breach, you got to do certain things certain times. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, some of the big lessons you have to think about, you know, whether it be Equifax or any breach you see, is just the importance of being prepared. Do you think that, do you think the Fed, you know, this is an area when I served in the Senate, I always questioned the ability for the legislative process to keep ahead or even even with the technology advancements that go on. In other words, sometimes on like this issue, cybersecurity, uh, to, to, to have legislation that addresses, let's say the Equifax issue, to address that by the time they address it, there's new technologies that are now breaching into the system. Do you think Congress has the ability to keep up the pace or even, let me say Congress and or uh, the administration regulatory process? Or is it just we're always going to be a little behind, but we just have to figure out better ways in a broad sweep? What, what's your thoughts there? I think we've struck a balance when it comes to industries that are particular, that are either have special privileges or occupy a special role or have access to especially sensitive data. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one thing that's important to realize when it comes to credit reporting agencies such as Equifax or, mm -hmm. you know, the other big ones, right. is they already are regulated. You know, they are special enough institutions that there is a law called the Fair Credit Reporting Act or FICRA right. that does govern them. And I, govern them. And I know that I believe Senators Schatz and Warren are, are proposing some additional legislation that would right. modify that and impose some additional obligations. But really, even looking at that, it's a fairly limited scope. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that to answer your question in the broader sense... One of the great advantages of our 
democratic and republican system mm -hmm. is that there is time to thoughtfully think and develop things. But right. one of the disadvantages is that it does take time. And with this information, I mean, they didn't think of, um, you know, the process is slow and you're right. It gives more deliberate concept or conversation. But when technologies are moving so quick, uh, can we keep the pace? Legislatively, I think that it's unrealistic. Yeah. Um, and I think if anything, we've seen laws that try to address developing technologies, whether it be in the intellectual property space mm -hmm. or other area, or even in criminal law that, you know, end up incorporating definitions um, that five or 10 years down the road are either misused or just wind up being a complete mess. Right. So, I, you know, I think that kind of our segmented model, when you're just tweaking individual industries that already are established, for example, the credit reporting industry mm -hmm. um, or the more healthcare, mm -hmm. you know, I think the legislation there makes sense because, you know, right now your health information isn't going to be any less sensitive 10 years from now, 20 years from now than it is today. Right. When it comes to more discrete issues, I think that having a ro ro robust agency um, like the FTC really is the best way to do it because there is more flexibility there. How they can enter into the situations that, that happen. Right. And, you know, for example, the FTC has broad authority over um, unfair or deceptive trade practices and those being fairly broad terms, mm -hmm. you know, the idea of what is unfair and what is deceptive evolves. Right. And, you know, before mm -hmm. the Internet existed, you know, nobody would have thought <laughs> that these circumstances about e-commerce would fall into that realm or, you know, right. right now the FTC has moved into the realm of saying if your security protocols are not sufficient – that can be um, an unfair practice. It could be because, a cause then. Exactly. So I think that, you know, given that agencies have a little bit more flexibility, mm -hmm. I think that they are better suited to dealing with some of the more discrete issues. Some of the issues, you know, like self-driving cars, like um, Internet of Things devices. Right. And they have begun to kind of step into that realm. You know, down the road, well, if these things do become, you know, self-driving cars, for example, do become a huge, massive issue that changes the way we live as Americans. Or as another example, as, as people have talked about more and more cars are having capacity to be Wi-Fi available and capacity or all the electronics that are now in them, can people hack into the cars, for example, and stop your car as another piece of the equation. All that now, they have some flexibility is what you're saying, that they have flexibility to kind of move in to those arenas and regulate or advise as necessary exactly yeah they can they're in a lot better position to you know investigate individual mm -hmm. actions to um you know begin to issue notices rulemaking and issue sanctions to kind of put the rest of the industry on, on notice do you, do you think in in the, you know it's always cybersecurity is always intriguing to me because every day it seems like i get some notice of something that you know on my on my uh email that says be careful for my my one of my security providers and says this is now happening this is now happening it seems like a never ending do you think the public in some ways is becoming more immune to it in other words like okay we know it's going to happen and is that going to i mean from clients that come to us how, how does that all interact in other words customers and people becoming more immune to it does that change the way the FTC and others regulate or is it just we wait for the big issues to happen, then they run around and try to figure it out. I think it's kind of a two-pronged issue. I think that people may be becoming kind of jaded, as you imply. Yeah. But there's also the value of data on the black market, and the number of attempted hacks is also increasing. Right. So the thing is, you know, 
you may have people become this way a more familiar part of their you know daily or yearly life, but you also have more people whose information is being compromised, whose identities are being stolen, mm-hmm. and you have more and more companies whose you know stock is dropping seven percent, fourteen percent, or more. So I think that you know data is becoming more valuable year after year, and as a result of that, it's kind of flows that. Hackers are becoming more and more aggressive, um, aiming for bigger and bigger targets for more sensitive information. And as a result, companies have to be more and more on guard. Right. Do you think the the clients that come to us, I mean, do do you think most of the clients understand the magnitude of how and what they need to be doing within their own organization to protect themselves? And do we... Uh, in, in our role is not only to, to help them there, but if they have issues with the federal government, but also with their own capacity, do you think they mostly realize what they're up against or is it, you know, what, 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 how do you rate that from a client perspective coming in? I think you see the full spectrum mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't, and it doesn't even vary. It doesn't correlate based on their size or what industry so they're in. So it's just across the board, doesn't matter the size, it just... Some may have very limited knowledge or some may have a significant amount of knowledge and they might be even a very small company, but they're wanting to understand more what they could be doing. Right. You know, you have giant companies that really have not given it any thought whatsoever and, and some small companies that are very on the ball. But I Which think is that, amazing when you think about it in this time, right? I, At least from my perspective, it seems like every day we talk about cybersecurity in some way. Uh, I mean, I, I think it makes sense though because you have – you know, you have, I mean, this is a fairly recent issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that a lot of people who have been, you know, CEOs or, you know, having those kind of high positions in companies right. since, you know, who have been in there for a long time. Weren't really exposed to it. Right. And even today, even if they do have somebody, some people within the organization, a chief privacy officer, a chief chief information officer, a CISO who mm. are flagging it for them, sometimes having external counsel come in can off, both offer additional perspective and help kind of back them up and say, yes, you know, you are at risk or these are things you can do. What's the one, and let me ask you uh, to kind of close out the conversation here. If a client comes, and I like what you just said because lots of times you have organizations that may not realize all the things they should be doing in an outside group, and in this case the Brownstein team, giving them that kind of third-party validator or in the case of some places saying, hey, here's some places you're missing is high value to the companies. For a client that comes to us or a client that we currently have in this area, what are the things that you think about that they should be really be on the top of their mind that, that's, that if you were to say here's one, two, three things you should be thinking about? no matter what size or where you are in the spectrum of understanding, what would that be? Yeah, so there's a few points that I think that every company should think about. First, when it comes to the big picture cybersecurity question of are we at risk of being hacked or a breach, you know, there's, it's obviously important to be to have adequate and, you know, well-integrated technical and technical and physical security. But I think you have to think about this not as a question of if we will... Not a question of if we will be breached, but when we will be breached. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it may never happen, but it really is possible. And so change the mindset from exactly if to when. Right. Yeah. And I think that a second point would be that you need where you really do need to be prepared. You know, given that there are these state deadlines in the event of a breach, um, having a breach response plan is paramount. And some of the key factors of that are you make sure that 
everybody's on the same page in your organization. You know that the stakeholders, both at the highest level and at the more kind of technical level, mm -hmm. are ready to coordinate, know what to do. Um, and we can advise them in this arena. We well, can I mean, help yeah, them. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, we can, and, you know, we can help draft one of these, a breach response plan from scratch based on the organization's needs. If they already have one, we can look it over, um, try to identify ways it can be improved. And one thing that's very helpful and I think is prevented a lot of problems is running tabletop exercises. Mm -hmm. Once you do have one of these in place, having an external party sit down and run through step by step, okay, here's a breach, how do you respond and offering critiques about what you can do better or, you know, making sure that the plan is actually being implemented appropriately is key. And that's and, and again a role that we can play in that. Exactly. Absolutely. No, we have we have a lot of experience offering those kind of services. Um, another important thing, third thing would be messaging, which I think is absolutely key. When a breach does happen, there can be a vast difference in how it impacts a company, both in terms of their valuation, in terms of how the public views it, and just, you know, internally how it affects the organization's structures and con um, business continuity. And having messaging that is ready, having messaging that is on point, that is appropriate, and that is directed at the appropriate regulators and the public, and, you know, knowing what to say to Could each of those. Could be huge for them. Exactly. Knowing what to say to each of those different groups. You know, knowing, here's what we need, you know, it's big enough, here's what we need to um, say to Congress or begin, you know, interacting with them. Here's what we need to do to get the FTC and state attorneys general on notice. And here's what you know, public messaging we need to do to make sure that, you know, this is one of the, this is one of those breaches that you read about in a paper for one day as opposed yeah. to... All week long. Exactly. <laughs> or all month long. All month long. Well, this is, let me, let me say, Esteban, this is very uh, interesting to me. I, I like, I've always found it intriguing about, I, when I was in the Senate, I held a, a meeting with regards to cybersecurity and, and the lack of Back then, the lack of knowledge by many of my colleagues was – I was shocked to some degree, but I was much younger than most of them, so I had a different perspective on it. But to know that um, the Brownstein team has such a good team of folks ready and willing and have done it uh, and gone through these three points you just mentioned I think are very helpful. So I appreciate one your time uh, being here and, and, again, being part of a great team here. Thank no, you. So no, thank you very much, and it is exciting. You know, we have – you know, the full spectrum, we have experience in the federal, you know, federal government, in-house, um, working with all spectrum of, you know, large technology companies. We really do have a really diverse team with really diverse perspectives, which I think really lets us provide clients with services that other teams cannot. Um, but it's been great being here, and thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Brownstein Hyatt Farber Shrek podcast series. Visit www.bhfs.com for more information.